a lot of the new infrastructure that you're seeing built around the country is based on uh, the tax incentives that have been created. So those places that used to be minor markets now could become major markets. to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Algott. And coming up in episode 274, we finally have it. An interview two years in the making and a big hat tip to production coordinator Jen Levin for really putting the pieces together to make this happen. AJ sitting down with none other than sag after president, actress Gabrielle Carteris. In part one, Gabrielle breaks down how she juggles her acting career with her governing responsibilities, the life-changing event that eventually sparked her deeper involvement with the union, and the brave new world facing filmmakers and actors today. The fact that films, TV shows, and more are being made everywhere. It's awesome. Episode 274 of Inside Acting. Stay with us. Support for this episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by Rehearsal Pro, the next version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors. It's now available in the iTunes App Store. You've heard us talk about it before. If you want to learn your lines, be off book for your auditions, explore your character, make stronger choices, and do a whole lot more, then go to rehearsal.pro slash IAP right now to learn about all the great new features in the newest version of Rehearsal, the groundbreaking app designed by actors for actors. That's rehearsal.pro slash IAP. This episode of Inside Acting is also brought to you in part by printheadshots.com, superior headshot printing. At printheadshots.com, all orders include free shipping, free retouching, free layouts, free proofs, and no hidden fees. You don't pay a dime until you approve your proofs. And now you can use promo code IA, that's IA as in Inside Acting, to get $10 off your order. Most orders arrive within just a day or two, so for superior printed headshots with unparalleled turnaround time, visit printheadshots.com and use promo code IA for $10 off. Hello, hello, everyone. AJ, how are you? Hello, sir. It is good to see you. Uh, oh, I'm not good, seeing you. It's, it's good to hear your voice. <laughs> hey, tomorrow's a big day for you. I mean, as of this <clears throat> episode going live, it will have been yesterday, but you turn, what is it, 32? <clears throat> hey, we talk, we talk about the IMDb law. That's right. That's in right. this interview <laughs> yeah, that's with right. Gabrielle. Don't get me started. Um, no, it's my Jesus year. Oh, man. 33 years old. If I don't save humanity this year, um, I'm underachieving, I have mm. to say. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything super special planned? Are you going to take it easy or, or how are you going to celebrate? I'm actually working. Um, it is my first day, first official day in my new role. Yeah, I wanted to ask you uh, about that because uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I, I feel like you've got a, a different energy since this this promotion happened. Like it's really just sort of solidified a lot of things that you had been seeking in your life, perhaps on a spiritual or emotional level in terms of stability. Am I, am I imagining that or is that definitely a thing? I think you're the first person or maybe the second person, if you count Jasmine, to kind of put it into words. But no, I, I would definitely agree with that. It, it does. It feels different. It feels uh, more, I guess the word would be possible. Mm. Um, you know, that that sort of cheeseball phrase, impossible, don't you know, impossible equals I'm possible. Um, it, it feels it feels more free. You know, which is ironic because, you know, instead of working part time, I'm going to be working full time. But there's sort of like this freedom in not just the financial aspect, but the like, I know where I'm going to be, you know, from day to day kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a little, little happy. It was a little, little, little uh, jump in my step. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so great because so much of the sort of quote unquote typical actor's journey is defined by instability and unpredictability and job to job. And I must suffer. And 
you know, so on and so forth, because it's like we feel like we have to make all these sacrifices just to be available. And um, that's just not the way it works. I feel like it's that that funny thing where where you just kind of do it that way because it's always been sort of done that way. And nobody really knows who started it doing it that way. But it's really that's it's kind of the older I get, the more I realize it's, it's really a myth that you can't have a full-time job and a happy family and all sorts of stuff and still be a working, auditioning, you know, job-to-job actor. Well, that, I mean, basically everything you described leading up to that last bit is what I was experiencing. I was experiencing the, the like, oh, I have to, you know, I have to keep myself available and suffer and not make a lot of money. And it's just dumb. I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but clearly I wasn't, uh, you know, willing to take the, I don't know, take the risk or, or, you know, make the changes necessary to, to actually have it change un- until now. So I can't say that anymore. Here we go. Yeah. And it really does inform the art. I mean, when you're coming from a place in the rest, you know, the other 99.9% of your life, when you're coming from a place of stability and comfort and th- being able to do things that you want to do and treat yourself every once in a while, I mean, you're, you just show up in the room in a completely different way. And, yeah. and people smell that and see that and feel that. And they're just like, I, w- I want that guy on my set. That guy's got it got it together. <laughs> that's why, that's why we, you know, when people ask us about coming to LA or New York, like, Oh, what should I do? Well, you get settled. You find a nice place to, to, to live that doesn't feel like, you know, scary or dark or, you know, that's going to be sort of feed your soul and you find a, a good job and you find a group of friends and you find an artistic home. We, we want people to feel that sense of grounding. It's exactly why, you know, that, that, that answer is, almost always the same. You know, obviously we do our best to sort of tailor it to whoever's asking it, but it's, it's, it sort of has the same basic components. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, very stoked for you. Happy pre-birthday. Uh, hey, speaking of stability, big thanks and shout out to uh, two of our new members and a one-time donation. Our two new members that have jumped on board since the last time we recorded, Sinead Clancy and Lindsay Iveson. Iveson? Um, there I go butchering names again, but thank you so much guys for joining the membership. Really excited to have you in there. Uh, of course, excited to have your support and really grateful to be expanding this community and creating more and more, hopefully more value and, um, awesomeness for everybody that's involved with the podcast. And, uh, the one-time donation we got from Stephanie. Thank you very much. Stephanie Carn Carnes. Carnes, Carnes. I want to go with Carnes. Yeah. Carnes, <laughs> Stephanie Carnes. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, very kind, generous, one-off, uh, just gift of financial support for the podcast. And as we've talked about, every penny that you guys uh, contribute to us, whether it's via the membership to have access to the message board and the community events and things like that, or if it's just a one-time, right, uh, you know, tax right offable donation every penny goes directly back into the podcast into paying for production costs transportation uh making sure that the team is adequately compensated for the work and time and energy they put into making this thing happen all the moving parts so thank you guys very much for continuing to ensure the podcast has a future really really can't put into words uh how grateful we are to have that support it really means a lot so we've got just a, a, a one other quick announcement, uh, which is this new media enforcement info session. Do you want to talk about this since you are sort of fresh off the SAG-AFTRA vibe with this interview <laughs> with Gabby? Yeah, there's me a lot of union talk in this in this episode. I can I can feel it. Yeah, this uh, this is something that was forwarded to uh, us by uh, IEP ghost host Ben Whitehair because he's actually going to be the moderator for this. Uh, if you are a member of the union, you would have received this email. Um, it's an invitation to a uh, new media. It's, they're calling it a new media enforcement information session. Really, it's a, a listening session for people to, you know, uh, give feedback and also hear some of the things that will help them with the new media contract. And, uh, you know, if, if, if you're working on one of these contracts, if you have worked, if you're going to work, um, especially actors who self-produce and want to share their experiences, concerns, questions with the new media department of SAG-AFTRA, these are the kinds of things where coming in October when they have this convention and they start to make changes to, you know, the, uh, the constitution of the union, this is the exact kind of feedback and conversation that's going to support them in making uh, good, strong choices for us 
uh, as actors, as members. Um, that's on Tuesday, May 9th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. There's an RSVP link in the email that you received, um, and it's going to be held at the sag After building. And Gabrielle talks a lot more in the second part of the interview about because she brings up a new sort of uh, terminology that I don't want to, you know, dive into too much because we do it in the actual interview itself. But she talks about flipping projects. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, flipping them from non-union to union. And uh, so this might be, you know, a great way to learn about, you know, what what it might take to make that happen. Yeah, it, it sounds complicated, but it's actually not that complicated. In fact, a couple of years ago, David H. Lawrence the 17th put together a class for the VO to go curriculum called Becoming a SAG After Signatory. And that whole class is devoted to how to talk to people and and actually begin the process of taking a project that's non-union and then making it union so that you actually become a producer on it, uh, especially in terms of, of the union status. So, and, yeah. and really it, what it boils down to is you, you call, you make sure that people are on board with, you know, taking the project to a union status and then you call the union and ask for the paperwork <laughs> and they're super helpful. Yep. They're super cool people. They, they want to make the project union and they'll they'll do whatever they can to to make it easy don't be afraid now before we move on uh you've also i'm just seeing this in the outline you bought a car yes so i think the last time you and i recorded was when i was in san francisco right yeah like that was the last time we recorded together um because i recorded a segment for the last episode uh-huh. literally and and remember it was like our our new quarter, you know, let's set goals and whatever. And then you and I were all high-fiving. We're like, let's pay off credit card debt. The next day on the drive back from San Francisco, the car broke down. Our car broke down. Um, and I was like, are you kidding me? This was the Franken car that like we bought a chassis from a friend, uh, a friend of my father's and then, an engine from like a shop and then my dad put it into the car. We saved a ton of money. This was a, like a year ago, but it only lasted a year. And the, the engine we got, uh, luck, lucky for us, uh, one in every like 20 of these, um, these types of engines are kind of bad because they're used. And it's a whole big thing. But anyway, it went, it just went kaput. We took it to the shop. It was going to cost more money to fix it than the, we had actually originally spent on the car. They did some work on it and we paid for that work and then we sort of limped it along. Not a week late and I was just driving it just until we could figure out what we were going to do next. We were going to buy a car or or like, you know, I didn't know what we were going to do. A week later after we get it back from the shop, we get a nail in one of the tires. Mm. (laughs) It was like – it was like the the universe was just like, ha ha, you're not supposed to be driving this car anymore. Um, <clears throat> and I was really like, I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Should I, you know, should we buy? Should we get another used? Should we this? Should we that? Anyway, I ended up finding a pretty good deal on a used car. And, you know, here we are a year later. Things are a lot different. We've come a long way. I just got a promotion. Uh, finances are you know, looking a lot better than they did before. So we decided to, you know, get something that was, that was just nicer than what we'd been dealing with. And so now we have, a, you know, a monthly car payment, but it just was, I thought it was hilarious that this happened like the day after you and I were declaring, let's pay down credit card debt mm. and everything. And I'm like, okay, well now I need to reassess my, or not necessarily reassess my quarterly goals, but I got to figure out how, you know, where I'm going to cut back or sell stuff, whatever to, um, to, to, to have, to meet those same quarterly goals. Cause I don't want, I don't want to back down, you know, it's, it's sort of like that declare it and the how doesn't matter kind of thing. Like, I don't want to back down from the, from those goals. So good news, bought a car, bad news. Remember my goal about credit cards? <laughs> what kind of cards you got? Did you get? We got a Ford Escape. Oh, cool. It is yeah. a compact SUV. We decided to go back to New York. It will uh, tow a, a U-Haul, and it gets uh, it gets great gas mileage um, for that type of car. Actually, it gets great gas mileage for any car, for that matter. Cool. That's that's really exciting. Congratulations. Thank um, you, sir. It's funny that that happened to you because my car has been experiencing some fun times as well. It's 15 years old at this point. 
And it's just, you know, all these things that happen to old cars. I just replaced the clutch uh, over Thanksgiving. I think we talked about this in the show. And yeah, that was a thousand. I remember that. Yeah, it was a thousand, a little over a thousand bucks. And then, um, and then now, um, it's actually at the mechanics right now. I haven't had it for like five days. Because the, well, we don't need to go into details, but I'm pretty sure it's the anti-lock braking system, which is a once in a lifetime of the car replacement that you do, but they can't, they can't replicate the issue and their computer when they plug it into the car to diagnose the, you know, the various issues, um, comes up that everything's fine, but there's clearly a problem with it, but they can't see or feel like experience the problem. And I'm just like, man, this car's only worth like 1200 bucks at this point. Is this, is this even worth it? Am I going to be buying a new car soon too? Mm. So, um, I might, I might be right there with you. Hey, well, I did a ton of research, so uh, if you need any support, you know, let me know. Okay, right on. Right on. Thank you, brother. Support for this episode of Inside Acting is also brought to you in part by VO2GoGo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best Voiceover Training four years in a row. Visit VO2GoGo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that'll help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO, the number two, gogo.com slash start. Uh, And then we have a bunch of listener questions that are some really good ones that I think will spark some, some really good discussion and conversation and different vantage points that we actually, since we've got three or four of these kind of already in the bank, we actually... Um, we're talking about making this into a separate episode. Every, I don't know, every three to six months, we tend to take an episode just to sort of really dig into some of the meteor questions that we get that we feel would really inform the community uh, and, of course, ourselves because there are a lot of things that sometimes we're like, well, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. So um, we're excited to, to jump into these. So if you have sent in a question... Uh, just know that we have it. We're excited to talk about it, and it is coming soon. So thank you guys for the questions. Without further ado, I say we jump into the interview. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good, man. All right, guys. Well, enjoy part one of AJ's chat with sag After president and actress Gabrielle Carteris. We'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, this is AJ. So I'm so excited to finally be sitting down here with someone we've been trying to get on the podcast for quite a while, and I don't even know where to begin because there's so many titles, but mm-hmm. I guess we'll start at the top. Uh, president of your your union and mine, SAG-AFTRA. Oh, and you uh, said it right. That's so awesome. SAG-AFTRA. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. Hey, ben, Ben's slapped me on the wrist a couple of times. <laughs> I'll be like, so something, something SAG, and he's like, SAG-AFTRA. 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 Right. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get we gotta, used to it after know, the murder. Five year, you know, all the years. All the years. It's five to, years we've been sag after it. Time to let's switch it up. Switch it up. Let's let's let's, let's, let's say make it sure right. we all know. All right, cool. Uh, president of SAG AFTRA, Gabrielle Carteris. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm really excited. I you know it's been a long. I have to say thank you for your patience because I know you have been trying to reach out and it's been crazy busy. But, well, uh, I can't even imagine because I was thinking on the way over here like all the shoes you are currently wearing, all the hats you're currently wearing, uh, you, you, not only are you, um, you know, president of the union, but you're still actively acting, right? You go mm-hmm. on auditions and you're doing a lot of voiceover stuff still. So one of, actually one of my questions is how are you managing to kind of do all of that in, in the first place? You know what? Uh, <laughs> I have to say it's been really crazy busy. It really has been. How I, First of all, I have a lot of support, but part of what I do is um, I compartmentalize. I think that that helps me a lot. Mm. Um, To be honest, the work of the, you know, I never had expected Ken to die. Of course. And so when his passing away, it was uh, that for those first couple of months, I was kind of in 
ultra shock just trying to get through and I wasn't auditioning oh gotcha I mean I wanted to but I couldn't you know it's a lot to take on the presidency and then um, but now what I've been doing I actually um, I wake up you know early in the morning and I do an hour for myself before I do an, any time for anybody else whether it's the union you know I have a husband I have my kids and I yeah. have so I wake up really early and I do that and then I really compartmentalize and I go I have a great family I don't think anybody can do this if uh if you have a lot of strife in your life, it's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. So you have to have a lot of support around you. And then I, you know, I said to the, you know, everybody in the union, you know, the idea when you're doing union service, they say it's a family, work, and union. I don't think that's always true. I think we're always, like, juggling the different things. But um, In terms of priority? Yeah, prioritizing. Oh, gotcha. But I, I'm, you know, I'm doing the best I can. So I yeah. plan to work. I'm going to be, you know, the members love when I work because I'm a member and that means you know there's a relationship we see that we're all doing the same thing like right. I just did the you know I do a lot of voice work so I was on I'm the voice of um Vicky uh Vance from Batman and then um I'm doing the Battle of the Stars or something there's gonna be so I do that and I act so you know I, I'm trying to make my insurance like everybody else yeah right because when I'm not I don't have as much time to go out, so I'm trying, you know, this year I'm hoping to do another series, you know, or to at least get an arc and a couple of, you know, roles going on. And um, But it's hard. You know, we're coming up into negotiations right now. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. We've been preparing since I came into the presidency, um, really, like, head on into uh, being really prepared for this negotiation because it's going to be unlike any other. So... Um, you know, it's a lot going on. What do you, uh, you said, unlike any other, what do you feel like is, is different about this one? Well, you know what the... I mean, look, every negotiation... I've been a, to a, several negotiations, so they always feel that way in some ways. But, you know, our, our technology is changing so rapidly, mm-hmm. right? So the whole paradigm that our contracts were built under, the whole... that It's the whole structure that our contracts were built under. It's a new paradigm now. And so yeah. we have to kind of deal with a lot of things that are you know our members are talking you know we've been talking about what are the needs and as I've traveled around the country to membership meetings and I've been to you know one-on-ones and meeting people on sets and talking about the issues that are going on we put together our package so I can't talk about it now because now it's all done and we have our negotiating committee ready but it's really dealing with a lot of you know the changes we're seeing in the industry. You know, we talk about that a lot on the podcast, new media and, and web series and, mm-hmm. and Netflix and Hulu and streaming and, you know, how everything is changing. But I didn't even think about the fact that you have all these uh, bylaws and contracts and negotiations and things that have been in place. Uh, there's sort of, um, you know, legacy issues that are bar- buried in the deep, deep, right. you know, history of these unions that are all... You know, someday they may we're going to look at that and go, "Ha!" Huh, wasn't like that, a dinosaur, wasn't right? that funny? Remember when right. commercials were a thing? Kind of, you know. Well, when uh, you look <clears> at TV, right? When we think about the contract that we work under, it was a contract that was uh, created over what was it? Nineteen uh, the nineteen fifties, nineteen thirties. Oh my god, nineteen thirties. So that means when there were three networks: ABC, right. NBC, CBS. Nothing else. Right. And then it was in uh, the early. Uh, you know, 19, was it, uh, 1990s or 19, in the 1980s when Fox came around. That was the fourth network. They didn't wow. even call themselves a network. We didn't have any. Now, look at it. It's like we have over how many stations right, hundreds and, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And, and then you have the Right, internet. And you have, I mean, yeah. so when you talk about it, I think that, you know, it's tough. The, the broadcast stations, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox – they, you know, they're trying to be innovative because they will be looked at as the dinosaurs. They're not the, I mean, my kids don't even watch TV. I don't know, you know, so I have an 18-year-old and a 23-year-old. Their relationship to media is through, absolutely through their computer online. Yeah. Their phone, I mean, it's technology, right? Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. So it's going to make these upcoming negotiations. They're always challenging. Really different, yeah. Uh, so you, you've been involved with, the union, or at least the, the political side of the union, for a long time, being in various positions, you were uh, exe- what was it, executive vice president before Ken passed away? Is that I right? I was. I helped emerge the unions. Ken. Right, right. Yeah. You're big on the forefront of that. I'm curious. 
what because there's a lot of actors that even if they are a member are not really involved in the political side of it they just you know, they, they rather work, call it they, the governance side. The governance, thank you, thank you, <laughs> governance. Side. I was trying to think of a better word, but it was right. the only one that kept coming to mind. Not everybody's political, right? Right. 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 Okay. Yes. No. Thank you for that. Yeah. The governance yeah. side of things. What uh, What inspired you to do that? To start getting involved with the actual union I, as an actor? When I actually, so you know, for all the years that I worked, I didn't know there was a governance side. Right. Yeah, I had total- and I think that's how a lot of right. actors, you know, sort of walk through life or walk through their. Well, career. you don't know. You look. You you're, you want to get a job. You do the best you can. You audition, and then you hope you get a contract. You hope it's right. union, right? Because you want to have the protections, and you want you know the residuals, and you want you know help them pay whatever it is. I literally, I I thought it came from a building, an office, or I had no idea members were involved mm. at all with the contracts. And um, and I worked for years like that. I didn't know that members were on a board and that we had a constitution. I was like, what do you... I would never in a million years. And nobody from the union ever came to me to talk to me because I'm a pretty out there person. So if you'd invited me to be a part, I always said, nobody ever came along to invite me. And I'm like the kind of person who's like, sure, I'll do it, right? So never knew about it. And then... Um, it was like 10 years ago I was shooting a movie in Canada and I was uh, injured. I was partially paralyzed. Mm, and yeah. so uh, that was pretty life-changing. Yeah. And um, the unions both were really helpful during that time. I was in a lawsuit and I was through a lot of medical care and stuff. And it was during around that time and just a little bit before that people had asked me um, – to, you know, if I'd come sit on the board. And now I'd known that there was some kind of governance just before that because I was a part of the attempt to merge the last time. The first time, the, yeah. Well, or it wasn't the first not time. Not the first time. Right, but the, the time, time before, before this, this one, one yes. right? And I was, it blew my mind, the idea that, you know, I had two different unions covering what I considered, I want my work to be whatever it is. Like, I, you know, I had a talk show, so that was after. Then I had a TV series, that was SAG. And then I had animation, that was SAG. But then I had radio commercials, and that was after. And I was like, I do not want to have two unions. I don't want my unions to define my work. I want to define my work, and I want to have one place that covers me. That was it. I just right. did not understand the split that they had. And, and for so many reasons, because one of, one of the ones that just came to mind, and I know that's been uh, a recent change, is the merging of the you know health and pension. Yeah. Like in that situation, there's not ton- the pension, the merging of the health. Right, pension's, pension's coming. Being worked on. Right. right. Uh, but but you know I'm listening to you talk about where these jobs are coming from, and there's a ton of different reasons why it made sense for that merge to happen. But just in terms of us feeling like we're not <clears throat> like you could work. A ton. Any any actor right. could work a ton in both, both places, places and never meet their right. health minimums. Is that, so, is that I, unbelievable? Yeah. For, so there's a ton of reasons, but right. I'm just I'm thinking about all the different. So so you were already sort of looking around, going, okay, this is really frustrating. And right. Weird. Really frustrating. I was and I was shocked. So when I, when people said they didn't want it, I was like, what do you mean you don't want it? I was like. I, I honest to God, it was the first time that I understood that I thought we were all on the same page. Mm. We all want to work. Right, we want to have strong contracts, and um, and we don't want to be defined. I mean, that was for me. It was me. I didn't want to be defined. And then when I started hearing people saying, "I am an actor," that's all. You know, that's what I do. And I was like, "Oh, I'm an actor," but I'm like, I am a talk show. You know, I've done talk show. Like I said, all these different things, and like, and I do animation, and I do you know interactive, all those things. Yeah, I was like, I don't. I think, but that we're more than that. And now you guys, you know, young people are more than that. I mean, now you guys are all, you know, with the advent of the technology and the way it is, you guys are producers, directors, writers, right. you're, you know, you're in your programs. I mean, it's just exponentially, it makes sense. We want to be everything we can be. We're creative and yeah. we're looking for outlets. So anyway, I, um, I had been injured and I actually had a very difficult time speaking. I had a lot of physical. Mm. Um, I was at UCLA movement uh, disorder for a long time. They were working with my body. And I had a lot of free time. <laughs> People said, Gabrielle, would you, uh, you know, want to run for the board? And I said, you know, sure. And so I didn't know what that meant. And I ran for the after board. And then um, shortly after that, I ran for the SAG board. So I was on both boards. Mm. And then, um, and then I worked with the group that wanted to merge the unions, and then we uh, really worked hard on that. And then I uh, 
At, during that time, I actually became president of Los Angeles for uh, AFTRA because one, it helped create some stability. Yeah. You know, we didn't want we didn't want factions within our different organizations. We wanted to have a a through line and a cohesive voice, and so um, we did from both sides. And then, you know, we merged the unions. And then I never in my life, I swear to God, if you were to say, "So Gabrielle, do you think you'll ever?" Like I said, I didn't know that they had a governance structure or a union, yeah. but then. Would you ever be the president? I would have like, oh, right. Oh, no sure. way. Like, me. Right, me. President. Honest to God. Yeah, yeah. But um, this is, I think, for all of you guys out there, every single person who's listening, who's a member of our union, you have a part to play, potentially, if you want it. And it's, I say, you know, there's no greater power than using your voice and participating and bringing people along. There is no better way for us to yeah. really get what we want to have. Yeah. Well, I did want to talk about involvement, but before we get to that, I just want to mention that you, you know you mentioned the, the the injury and how that uh, had you get involved and, and become, for instance, passionate about safety on on mm-hmm. set and whatnot. I was thinking on the way over here today, actually, how amazingly well positioned you are as an actor and a person to be in this role. And the reason I say that is because if you look back over your career, you just mentioned it. You do the voiceover thing. You interactive. We're in a strike, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. so you have experience in that area. You have experience of having, you know, unfortunately been injured on a set. So we're passionate about safety. In what is probably your most well-known role, you were what 15 years different than the role that you were playing and we're and we're in this fight with imdb and 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 their parent company over the age discrimination thing so it's just and i'm a woman of a certain yes woman of a certain age it's it's i'm just saying like it's it's amazing to me i was thinking about this on the way over here i'm sure you've connected the dots but i i don't know as somebody who's a, a a fairly new union member it is it is it's encouraging, and it's it's. I'm 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 glad that there's somebody who has not only been in the trenches, but you are so uniquely positioned because of these past experiences to have uh, to take on the, the 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 fights that we're fighting right now. Um, it's just I don't know. Have, is that something that has occurred to you, or those have you connected those dots? There there are moments when I do when I'll say, well, when I work on this, or when I you know when I'm talking to broadcasters, it even was a time that I actually was asked to do some broadcasting. I was reporting with other people. Anyway, I've done a lot. I have actually, I think, done everything in our contracts. So when, I think when I, the times I've recognized that more, when you're saying it's making me laugh, you can see I'm like a little giddy about it. <laughs> but, um, and that's just time too, I think, because you know, I don't want to be defined. Yeah, sure. Well, you don't want to be defined. You're going to try everything, right? Yeah. So I had friends I went to school with who said, I only do this. I'm like, oh no, I'll do anything. You pay me. I'm like, I'm out there. I'll try it. Life is short. But, um, yeah, I think that there are moments that I realize, wow, I've done, I have touched on a lot of the things. And I think that, and a lot of the members who I work with, they've, you know, we've been together through the years. Mm. I'm in the audition rooms or I'm on the sets with them. I'm surprised right now when I've been doing so much traveling this last year. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I know you. I know, you. like, you know, our business is so, when we do our work, it's so transient, isn't it? We mm. we work on a job and we feel like we're family. Yeah. <clears throat> and we just love each other to death. And then we leave and we're sad. But then we go to another job and then suddenly that's our family. And mm-hmm. so the years pass and and then you bump into each other. And this in this position as president, I bump into people more frequently because I'm on so many different sets at one time. Or I'm in so many different locals at one time. And I cannot tell you across the country how many people I've worked with or known or it's so that you know it's really I, I think I just went off track with it but it's it's really an interesting uh thing to feel that I guess it's time part of it's time you know if you've been around long enough and you're willing to try everything you're gonna yeah yeah have worked everything yeah uh I like I said it's it's something that I'm <clears throat> when I when I think about it I I'm grateful, you know, to have somebody with those varying experiences taking on the exact the exact. I mean, it's not just that you've had those experiences; it's that those are the, the exact fights that we're fighting right now. It's kind of amazing um, how well. I hadn't thought about all that, but that's interesting. Yeah, it is yeah. interesting. So, um, 
back to involvement. So <clears throat> I got to attend this meeting a couple of weeks ago, which was really interesting. First time, you know, I, I probably became a member in October. I mean, very soon. Thank you. And then getting so to been, a meeting so soon after that speaks well, volumes to you. Swear to God, because some people like me <laughs> who join and for years after never connected. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I'm grateful too. I have, uh, you know, uh, a, a very close friend in Ben Whitehair who is just, awesome. that's, that's just where he, that's the world he comes from. You know, he right. studied leadership and politics and stuff in college in addition to acting and, right. and, and the arts. So he, it's very similar. He's got that sort of marriage of the governance side with the, with the art, with the um, artistic side. So, um, yeah, got to this meeting. Very interesting. It's fascinating just listening to everyone talk and and hearing um, people put words on this is what the governance does. This is mm-hmm. this is how our union works and moves forward and fights for our members and stuff. In addition to maybe becoming a delegate, mm-hmm. uh, which I have talked about on the show because yes. of that meeting, become wh- a delegate. Become a delegate. Uh, <laughs> what are some What are some of the other ways that people can feel like they can get involved and 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 be a part of a bigger part of their their mem- their union. All right, so some people don't even know. Forget even, and I believe everything is about giving back. I do. I think paying forward is really important. But you know, if you're a member, a lot of members don't even realize what they have that's available to them. So you know, classes are expensive or programs. We have through the foundation. If you're a member, you have to sign up separately for the SAG mm-hmm. after foundation. But if you do that, they have tons of panels and, you know, different educationals. And then if you're also as a member, you can go and take classes. I've done improv classes here. They bring in professionals and casting people and different. So do the workshops because you want to connect. That's a way to start feeling like you're getting your buck also, bang for your buck. Mm. And then also, um, but the way I think that you can get, what I know that you can do to get involved is come to meetings when friends tell you about things. But you could (laughs) also... uh, you know, you can come to a board meeting. We have open in LA. They have open board meetings. You can come and sit and listen to a board meeting if you ever want to do that. You can join a committee, you know, or move, which is members, um, you know, who uh, organize. It's part of our organizing where there's certain events, whatever. You can sign up to be a part of move and hear about things and join in. We have a lot of social media stuff. Look, Ben, he's such a big social media person. Yeah. And you should be involved. Look at our emails. I know, you know, now we have the app. I hope everybody signed up for the app. Yes, download right? the app. Download that app. Um, and if you do the SAG After app, um, you know, you'll see events in your area. I don't know where you guys are, you know, if this is all over the country. But here, what you can do is go on your app and you can see any events that are going on. Join in, you know. Yeah. Just become a part of it. And I think that... Um, that's really, you know, we are coming to election season. And, you know, when people don't know and they say, well, I don't know that much and I don't know if I really want to get involved. If you come as a delegate for convention, if you're chosen, you'll put your name and you'll see on the app, there'll be an email that'll come out, tell you how to do it. It's not hard if you get the votes. Um, you know, it's 500 members from around the country. It's the largest group of members around the country who come together once every two years. And we... To, uh, you know, we actually plan the next couple of years of the union. Yeah. And it's, but it's riveting. I mean, I, I know it sounds like it's not, I'm not a political animal. The people are fabulous. What you learn about what's going on, our country, we're in a whole diff- different political uh, scenario with a different administration, not pro union. The things that we're going to be dealing with and hearing and the people who come to speak, riveting. And it's a couple of days. So you sign up to be a delegate. If you're elected to be a delegate, then you'll come to convention. You'll actually vote. Who's going to be the next executive vice president? You're going to meet them. You know who's going to become the next uh, national vice president for actor performer, or national vice president for Los Angeles for New York, all this stuff. You'll have an ability to put your voice in. You'll motions will come forward that will maybe you'll feel like God. That really is important. I never knew about that. I think that's a really great thing. And yeah. then. You know, ultimately you'll join, watch, you'll be a part of the local you'll run, and then we'll get a part of the national, and then you'll be the next president of SAG-AFTRA. <laughs> For instance. For instance. It's, it's possible. It's possible. Who would have thunk, yeah. you know? Yeah. You mentioned people, actors or members coming from all over to that convention, and earlier mm-hmm. you were talking about, you know, the events that are specifically happening in L.A. The podcast, by the way, is we have people, there's a guy, oh, in, there's a guy living in um, 
in a in a in a research station in Antarctica oh. who's, who's who's making some money to save up to come back to one of the major markets. Okay. So like every you know you he need you need to um, I don't know your name <laughs> you who lives in Antarctica right now but what I would say is make sure uh, that you sign up with the SAG app on the website for SAG After Foundation because we actually have webinars. Yeah. That are really training webinars, or they're also like panels with great artists who are speaking about their work, or directors, or casting people. And then you should also, again, use your app that I know you've downloaded now, and you can see we do webinars actually on governance. You know, we just did oh, a whole uh, right right to work. I call it right to freeload, but right to work. Those states where you know they want to kind of crush uh, unionism. For us, um, we actually had this incredible seminar led by one of our members who lives in a right-to-work state and just explain what that means. Yeah. And we potentially have a country, if it, you know, there's a lot of legislation to make it right-to-work as a country, and what does that mean, you know? And so I, it's just, it's very interesting. And it's, so there's something from Antarctica all the way to, you know, I want to say, do you know Alaska, but that's, that's too close. Anyway, <laughs> you know, in bum dum 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 you know whatever it is there's there's something that's going on but you can look in your local if you're one of our you know locals you can look and you probably have some kind of conservatory going on there where they you know uh, some of the locals they have you know facilities within their offices if they're if there's brick and mortar where you can self-tape yeah. You know, or you know you can even start a program there you know look at how you get involved locally Yeah but we we um, we've we talked a lot about the. I think you just answered my question before I asked it actually, because my question was going to be about uh, outreach to either a major market like New York because mm-hmm. your offices are here, or some of the minor markets because uh, so much film and television is shot mm-hmm. sort of all over the place these days. Uh, I am also a member of Actors Equity, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of hoopla around the whole ninety nine seat theater thing. And we in LA felt very disenfranchised with the New York office sort of coming down on high to mandate certain things here in LA. And we were like, what's going on? We don't feel very involved. So I was wondering with the offices here, how SAG AFTRA reaches out to, I mean, there's a ton of product, like the amount of production that's increasing year over year in New York is, is huge, exponential. You've got that uh, market growing really rapidly. And then, of course, all these minor markets like, Portland and New Orleans and Atlanta. First of all, um, I don't think anybody <clears throat> wants you to call them a minor market. I think that there are probably people who say, don't call me minor. And I would actually support that because I think what you're really seeing is um, now, particularly because the industry is changing so rapidly, you know, we really, you can almost follow the tax incentive, right? Yeah. New York is doing really. It had this, like, you know, it has a great tax incentive right now. Yeah. Um, right now, Atlanta has a great tax incentive, you mm-hmm. know, but they're, and they're our third largest. They're doing really well. LA's building on their tax incentives. We have tax incentives, you know, a lot of the new um, infrastructure that you're seeing built around the country is based on uh, the tax incentives that have been created. So those places that used to be minor markets now could become major markets. And, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting time. When I first started in the business so many years ago, um, you know, there were really only two markets. It was New York and L.A. L.A. is the national, and New York is also a national office, but L.A. is the national uh, headquarters. And um, But it used to be just those two places. Never, rarely, rarely were you really working outside, except if they were looking for location shots or whatever. And now we have production everywhere. Yeah. You know, everywhere. So I wouldn't define anything as a minor market anymore. Everything's evolving and changing. And yeah. so, but it, it's great. I mean, there's a lot of production in New York, and we have a lot of production coming back to LA right now. We see a lot of, uh, you know, what's going on in Georgia mm-hmm. and, you know, New Orleans and Miami, and there's work going on everywhere right now. Yeah. interesting I, I had no idea that she had I, I like stories where there's like a, a sort of personal tragedy but it was so, mostly averted like I, this story about her being paralyzed on set I think is 
I don't know. I just think it's such a neat way to find your way into improving working conditions for other people. Like it just shows that her spirit is all about paying it forward and showing up for your fellow peers and and artists. I just love that that was what the genesis of her involvement and and for her to admit freely that like before that she was kind of like, yeah, whatever, union this, whatever. I don't really think about it much. And that that was the thing that sort of opened her eyes or at least led to a deeper involvement. I think that's really cool. And of course, I'm very glad that she is healthy and working and now the president of our awesome union. Yeah, it was it was lovely to sit down with her. Um, Her staff is awesome. Um, You know, we did this in her office. And so just for her to take time out of her day to, to, to do that. I mean, <clears throat> you know, everything that goes on when she goes into that office, you know, is like back to back to back to back to back. So, um, you know, it was, uh, it was so generous of her and her staff to kind of, you know, squeeze us in between what was likely an appointment before an appointment after, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And another shout out to Jen Levin, our production coordinator for lots and lots of, um, back and forth and time and attention and energy to get this thing finally scheduled and set up. Uh, really appreciate your work, Jen, and making this happen. And Jen's been working really tirelessly behind the scenes to negotiate interviews and things like that for the show. So um, just wanted to make sure we give ample credit where credit is due because um, she's been killing it. So thank you, Jen, for your work. Yeah, and, and more to come because of that work. Yeah, absolutely. So your pick of the week is thematically appropriate. Yeah, I could. I mean, I couldn't help myself because uh, I have been using it. So you heard Gabrielle mention the SAG After app in the interview, and you know, I I heard, of course, you know, with friends like Jen and Ben, I I, I heard about it the first week it came out, and I downloaded it immediately, and have been uh, using it. My favorite thing to do, as you can imagine, is to go in there and look up my residual tracker. <laughs> <laughs> to see if I got any money coming. Any working actor can, awesome. can kind of uh, identify with that. So that's my favorite thing to use it for. I go in, I sign in, uh, and I and I tap on residuals tracker, and I can see if something's been mailed, if something's in process, where it's coming from, uh, which is also cool. It's like, oh, that check is coming from that job, and that check is coming from that job. So, um, you know, some of them are $6 and change, but some of them are, are more, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, – like $15 and I'm kidding. Um, you know, some of them are a few hundred dollars, whatever it is, but it's nice to know that, you know, there are things sort of coming down the pipeline. There's a lot of other stuff in there. Don't just say like, okay, so you can look at if you're getting money, there's a ton of information. You can look all kinds of things up. You can, um, you can see your, all the messages that you would receive from SAG after are in one place. Um, so it's nice consolidated way of, of quickly looking this stuff up without having to, you know, go in and sort of navigate through the, um, the website for some of these, uh, sort of mission critical things. Awesome. I'm gonna have to get that app. I didn't know there was a residuals tracker. That's amazing. I'm going to have a lot of fun <laughs> looking to see when I'm getting my money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's available on iOS and Android and it's at, uh, you can get a link to either of them at sagafter.org slash app. All right. Sweet. Kick ass, man. What is your pick of the week, sir? So my pick of the week, I, I finished this a while ago, but I really, really enjoyed it. And it's a book called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind by uh, Yoval Noah Harari. And it, it is exactly that. It's a brief history of humankind. I found it absolutely balls to the wall, incredibly fascinating every single step of the way. Everything from the different, um, I guess they would be called species, like subspecies of humankind that existed as recently as like 60,000 years ago. Uh, and then why Homo sapiens, which is us, Homo sapiens sapiens, if you want to get really particular about it, why we came to be the sort of dominant, you know, one of humans that to, to sort of make it. And uh, and then all the things that animate and make our society today and uh, just all throughout history. And it, what's, what's crazy is, you know, you can look at the world and think like, man, shit's falling apart. This is awful. But historically speaking, we are in an incredible time and more people have access to more food, water, education. And they, like, it's just, if you look at it throughout history, 
it's amazing the time we live in right now. The book really puts it in perspective that all throughout history, like human life was not valued, not valued at all. People were like so disposable. And uh, just to put that all in perspective, and then at the end of the book, it teases where humanity is going, our experimentation with artificial intelligence and nanotechnology. And then his next book, which is on my list, actually I got an email from the library today that it's available. It's being held for me. Uh, it's called Homo Deus, and it's about humanity's next steps, and I can't wait to read it. So uh, if you're looking for a really engaging read on the history of humankind, Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. We also got a listener pick from listener Ash, who writes in, uh, and actually, I think Ash sent in a question that's probably going to show up in our listener questions episode as well. Um, Trevor, you've talked about this before. I think you were talking about the Kevin Spacey one specifically, but Mm -hmm. Ash's pick of the week is just masterclass because there are all of these other ones. So for $90, you can get um, you know, acting, but also singing, filmmaking, writing, screenwriting, et cetera, et cetera. And they've added, in addition to Kevin Spacey and Dustin Hoffman, they've added, you know, personalities like Werner Herzog and Christina Aguilera and Aaron Sorkin and so on. So, uh, Trev, do you want to sort of speak about your experience using using this uh I don't, I almost called it a system using these videos, using these classes before. Yeah, it it is pretty cool. I mean, Ash sums it up really nicely in saying that, you know, you do get not only several hours of content, but a class workbook. You can interact with the teacher oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes there's definitely a sort of virtual classroom aspect to it. Uh, They're very... um, immersive in that the way they're filmed is a combination of sort of in-class footage where the professor or the master, as it were, is working directly with students and giving them feedback and critiquing them and working with them. And then there's a, a com- you know, in addition to that, there's like a one-on-one direct-to-camera kind of mm, lecture component. I've only done the Kevin Spacey one, uh, and I didn't quite finish it but i went through most of it and i found it to be really really cool and really inspiring and it really reignited uh, a love uh for in the 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 case of the kevin spacey class a love for heightened language text shakespeare you know that kind of thing um Mm, so i I, I, it was a gift to me and um i really really enjoyed it i would absolutely wholeheartedly recommend Anybody check out the Kevin Spacey one, but I'm sure the other ones are just as good. Well, thank you for that. And thank you, Ash, for sending in a listener pick. We've got another listener pick coming at you next week. Um, in the meantime, that's Sapiens, the SAG-AFTRA app, the new SAG-AFTRA app, and uh, Masterclass. So check those out. Links to all that on our website. Excellent. Today's episode of Inside Acting was produced and co-hosted by yours truly, A.J. Meyer, and of course, Trevor Algett. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Gubrick is our marketing and web director. Deborah Smith is our community manager. Grace Gordon is our director of public relations, and Fern Lim designed our logo. Trevor Algett edited and mixed today's episode and composed our theme and interview music. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our episodes at our website, InsideActing.net. You can also find us on social media and wherever you get your podcasts. We are pretty much everywhere at this point. Pretty stoked about that. If you've got a minute, please go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews help a lot. Special thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and VO2Gogo.com. And thanks to you, our listeners. Visit our website to subscribe to our weekly newsletter, get links to everything we talked about in this here episode, and if you'd like, support the continued production of the show, because it's not free. You can do that with either a one-time financial contribution or an ongoing contribution as part of our membership. Visit us at insideacting.net to learn about all of those options and, you know, show us some love. And that does it for episode 274 of Inside Acting. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime... Just remember, suffering is optional.